Flush the bombers, get the subs in launch mode. We are at DEFCON 1. DEFCON 1. Cincinnati, Ohio. One more hour and I'll be home. Close my eyes and rest my bones. Can't be more than a mile or so from Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Welcome to the Hunt for Reds October podcast. I'm your host, Coop, and tonight, uh, Paulie and I are here to discuss some Reds baseball doings that have filled the January cold winter nights. Paulie, here's the thing. How you doing tonight? Coop, here's the thing. I, I, I could be doing, I wish I could be doing better. I'm doing all right. You know, can't complain. I'm living, I'm living the dream as always, but as always, Reds baseball is, is plaguing me. It's, it's just making me like pissed off. I like yelled last night. Just pissed off at the world because of the Reds yet again. We also got uh, Branch on with us. Branch, how you doing? Hey, good. How are you guys doing? Perfect Branch. timing. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. <laughs> Branch, how are things? Things are pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> yeah, still. So, so they suck, but you know. We're getting by. Personal things are good, though. Well, that's good. As long as that stuff's all right, then everything else is gravy. I just said the same thing, Branch. Personal things are great. Red stuff. <laughs> Why don't we jump into that? The Reds, who made it a priority to sign a shortstop, failed to sign any of the three free agent shortstops that were worth giving any money to. Didi Gregorius resigned with the Phillies. Andrelton Simmons went to the Twins. And uh, Marcus Simeon went to the Blue Jays. Simeon got, I think, $18 million on one-year deal. Uh, Simmons got ten and a half on a one-year deal. And Didi got $28 million on a two-year deal. So that means, as of right now, the red starting shortstop is either Jose Garcia, who has had not seen a pitch above double-A, or above single A before being thrown into the fire last year and did poorly. Or Kyle Farmer. Polly. <laughs> how does Kyle Farmer red starting shortstop hit you? It it you know, defensively he like he can do all right, but he's not gonna He's not going to have put together a good month or like two months ever, you know, to matter on a team. Garcia supposedly has put on a lot of weight this year, but I think that's going to be steroid weight, unfortunately. (laughs) And then we're going to get screwed. It's just like the Reds had an opportunity and they just shat the bed. On it. Beds so have been speak. shat at Great American Ballpark. Branch. The Reds didn't get anybody. Uh, what now? Yeah. Uh, right now, it looks like you rolled the dice with uh, Farmer for a couple months and hope Garcia gets straightened out, whatever was bothering him, and that he plays. Uh, I mean, if he did steroids, then let's hope he doesn't get caught. 
<laughs> he did he did put on some weight. Uh, but I'm more worried about his ability to hit a curveball. Uh, <laughs> so, so we'll see. They, they didn't they didn't upgrade. Um, they didn't. Kyle Farmer starting is is a failure on the front office. That's the only way to put it. He's he he is a 25th, 26th guy off the bench. Perfectly fine to have in that role. Starting, he is not. No, no, no. Here's here's and here's a thing. Shout to you, Polly. If you. if Kyle Farmer is the starting shortstop of the Cincinnati Reds on opening day, this team is not serious about winning. It just isn't. They don't want to win. Mm-hmm. Now, I knew that. I mean, it was just a joke saying that you know trade for Francisco Lindor. I knew they wouldn't weren't going to do that because of the cost it would be both prospect wise and I think he's making like twenty two million something like that this year. Yeah. So I knew that wasn't going to happen. But, but was that really a? Jo- I mean, like for a hot minute, was it a joke though? I mean, like the Reds gave us that hope that that could be a possibility. You know what I mean? Like. Well, yeah, the last few years, the Reds have done stuff, and it's like, well, they could do something. They're disappointing. They're so disappointing right now. Yeah, I I, I thought it was more of a joke from my end just because I knew they weren't going to do it. Yeah. yeah. Um, That would have been the route to go, but, (laughs) you know, this team just for some reason is just not going to take on money, period. No. So all this stuff like Nick Crawl, and I actually kind of feel bad for Nick Crawl. I think he's kind of being told what to do and what to say when he said that they had competitive offers out to Simmons and uh, Simeon. No, you didn't. If you had competitive offers out to them, they probably would have come here. I mean, <laughs> you didn't. It's okay. Who, to wants, admit who doesn't it. want to hit in Great American Ballpark? Right. Who doesn't want to hit in Great American Ballpark? Signing a, a a shortstop with offense could put this team into you know very competitive a very competitive place in the NL Central, meaning that the playoffs would be a possibility. Oh, and then the Cardinals go and trade for Nolan Arenado. Yeah, that that's kicking the nuts. The Cardinals got. One of, if not the best offensive shortstop in the game. Not shortstop, third baseman, I'm sorry. Who's also decent defensively. Gave up nothing, literally nothing. And got $50 million from the Rockies. Because the Rockies are just wanting to dump that contract. Now... (laughs) I saw people say, well, how are the Reds going to respond? And I think we've seen how the Reds are going to respond. They, I think we saw how the Reds were going to respond when Dick Williams left. I wholeheartedly yeah. to look agree. more and more like he just got kind of – I tried to build something. They're not going <coughs> to – I'm out. You know. And that's pretty sad since his dad is one of the minority owners of the team that he saw the writing on the wall and it's like, I'll go – sell Skyline Chili instead. Yeah. It's, uh, but that, I think that's where we're at. I mean, we saw it when, when that it made no sense to let go of Archie Bradley and then, and you know, and then trade uh, Iggy, but it happened. 
and you know salary dump. And I do believe in like roster turnover is kind of a good thing. Some, but man, they just they had a they had a number they had to get to roster uh, salary wise, and I'm guessing that Crawl got there. You know, yeah, that was his job was to get his job wasn't to put on put a winning team on the field. It was to put the best team he could for this number on the field. And I feel like stuff. a Pirates fan. <laughs> and then, you know, Nick Crawl said after, I think it was after the Iglesias trade, that we moved this contract to be able to do other things. And, you know, I, I just don't think they're going to be able to do other things. Or should I say they're unwilling to do other things. Not that they're not able. Let me go yeah. on just a little bit of a rant here. You have billionaires and almost billionaires like Robert H. Castellini crying poor in poverty right now. Oh, poor us. We can't afford anything. We lost all this money last year. I don't buy it. I think they lost a lot of profits last year. But I don't buy that they lost money, if that makes sense. Well, they they didn't pay the players as much as they thought they were going to have to. Exactly. True. Yeah. They they lost my money, they lost Branch's money, they lost your money. That's whose well, money they lost. They lost profits. Yeah. They they didn't you, make you the know, that they thought they were gonna make. They didn't go into the red, so to speak. They just weren't as above the red as they are used to being. And I think that's for every team in Major League Baseball. I want to make three hundred thousand next year. I can say I want to make three hundred thousand dollars next year. Mm-hmm. But when I don't, does that mean I lost? Right. You know, yeah, that's that's two hundred fifty thousand dollars. That's a <laughs> no. that's a good analogy. Is, uh, well, you know, I was going to sell the stuff that I have in my garage, and I didn't sell it. Well, does that mean I lost all that money? No, just means I didn't make that money. That um, you know, your budget was still going to be the same regardless. Plus, you. <laughs> Had the prorated salaries, like you were saying, that, I don't know, you still had the TV contracts, you still had all of your other sponsorships, and, uh, yeah, you lost profits. I don't have any doubt that you lost profits, but you didn't lose money. And until My guess you- is they tried to pay the players off the gate. When was the last time they lost profits? Maybe the strike in 94, you know, 95? Probably. You know, like before that, 81, when the, the strike happened, right? That was a year, right? The, the other strike. He, he, you know, besides those years and, and last year, and like they weren't profitable. Let's say that. It's just, I mean, my, my, honestly, my guess is honestly that they go, okay, player salary is going to be pretty much equal to gate. And if there's no gate, then they're like, well, we don't have to add a player salary. And that's the way they look at it. Yeah, yeah. Which is understand. It's business. Well, it you know, is, I always it, say it baseball is a business. But it's business. not like they're not making money elsewhere. I mean, they got $50 right. million dollars from BAM, uh, yeah. you know, a year before last. And that's where the money for, you know, all the stuff that happened last winter came from, was from that $50 million from that. You know, that was just $50 million from HBO, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, that every team got. And I think their initial investment in that was $4 million. So. I just I just don't buy that the Reds lost money 
because one of all that stuff you were just talking about. Two, they didn't pay for the stadium that they're in. Hamilton County taxpayers paid for that. And a lot of the maintenance paid for by Hamilton County taxpayers, not as much as the Bengals stadium. I'll, I'll give you that. But you're basically living in a free house with free furniture, and you're going to complain that you can't do anything. Open up when the, you invite the people to come to come to that house that they paid for for you, mm-hmm. you charge them ten dollars for a beer. Yeah, you charge them <laughs> six bucks for a coke and whatever. Yeah. Um, Thirteen for the beers I drink. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for the good ones. <laughs> or you, or you, or if you get the tall boys that are like yeah. twelve bucks. That's because you're bougie, Polly. Yeah, I know, bougie bastard. But. And now on top of all that, and I know this isn't going to be as popular with some people, but there's a website called Open Secrets that if you go there, you can see who has contributed to political parties, political political action committees, candidates. And Bob Castellini has, over the years, has given millions of dollars to Republican candidates, Republican uh, political action committees and national committees, all that. And I don't even care about the, the party, but the fact is that you're, you're giving millions of dollars, millions of dollars to these political campaigns. And then you're turning around and telling the fans that uh, we're poor, we can't compete. I don't buy it. Show me the books. Yeah. Show me the books. Show me where you lost your money and then I'll believe you. But they're not going to do that. No major league baseball team's going to do that because then the players' association will get a hold of that, and that will be the end of it. It's just sad. It's, it's sad because you know I had I've had people ask me in the last couple of days, "Why are you still a Reds fan?" I mean, I'm going to be a Reds fan. Don't get me wrong. Um, but Bob Castellini's making it hard right now. Oh, I canceled my 13-game season ticket. I got, I'm got. getting my money back. I'm putting that to golf. <laughs> you hear that, Bob? You just lost Paulie's golf money. I'm not looking. Yeah. I, I don't know how many trips I'm going to make once we can travel again. I, I honestly don't. I mean, it's. I'll make some trips to Cincinnati to visit friends, but I don't know how much not to give games. I'll put on, like, getting good tickets and stuff, you know. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I go to a game, it's going to be general admission. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, uh, with with the whole COVID situation and uh, the vaccine starting very slowly to roll out, it's probably going to be a while before there's more than like a couple thousand fans at the stadium. Uh, yeah, right. Here's but the thing, you know, is opening day even going to happen on the date that it's going to happen? You we know, don't know yet. We don't know yet. We'll baseball, get to that. Baseball, yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that Sorry. that proposal. No, you're fine. I didn't know. I didn't know if we we're like freely talking. In that no, it's way. fine. No, <laughs> it's fine. We'll get to that. Um, my question is, obviously, whenever the season starts, there's probably not going to be enough vaccinations out in the population to let you know the doors just fly completely open. There's, it's probably going to be like it was in. The NFL, where a few thousand season ticket holders will be able to be sat socially distanced throughout the stadium. Um, 
So is this going to happen again next year that Bob's going to cry poor? Because, well, we only had 4,000 people in a game. We can't, we can't afford to re-sign this player or go after a free agent. We, we, we only made a fraction of what we made two years ago at the gate. I'm just, I don't know. I'm just sick of the excuses. I'm sick of the inaction. I think if Bob Castellini doesn't want to compete, doesn't want to win, then he should sell the team. That's now the no one t- likes you. Yeah, I know. Nobody likes you, Bob. Now the tough thing with that is, I know people get concerned when you hear "sell the team" because they think, "Oh, well, somebody who lives out of town is going to buy it and move the team." Moving a team is not as easy as when Art Modell packed up the Browns and moved them, or no, or when the Colts got packed up and moved Indianapolis up. But Art Modell also moved the Browns. But when the Colts packed up in the middle of the night and moved from Baltimore to Indianapolis, that I think really changed a lot of minds in terms of how easy it was to move a team because baseball teams used to move constantly. And Mm. the last team that moved was the Expos to become the Nationals. And that's because basically nobody showed up to Expos games at the end. So I'm not worried about the Reds moving if another out-of-town owner buys them. I'll give you another example. Bill DeWitt owns the Cardinals. Do you know where he lives? He lives in Cincinnati. He lives in Indian Hill. Interesting. He owns the Cardinals. And he just went out. know that. Yeah. He just went out and basically bought Nolan Arenado for three-quarters of his contract. So, yeah, I don't buy the whole, if somebody outside the city buys the team, it's automatically going to move. No. Not going to happen. There's too much history, and that person buying the team would understand that there's too much history in the city with the baseball team as well. You know, they would understand that they would, they're going to profit. They're going to see Bob's books over the last 20 plus years and say, okay, you did make some money. You know what I mean? And he's like, they're going to, I don't know. It's it's just time. It's just time. The Reds suck. They haven't given us anything in years, and we're still sitting here on a podcast about it. Oh, I know. Yeah. They've got a big fan base. They've got a big fan base that all they want is for you to try. That's it. Just try. Last year, you tried. And if it wasn't for the pandemic, you'd have had a lot of fans in the house. A lot. I mean, you would have seen me there a lot, and I'm a whole, lot, I'm a whole lot of fan. <laughs> yeah. You know, come to think of it, I don't even I, – I had, like, probably six games already paid for last year, and I don't yeah. think I went – I don't – I was so – you know, with the pandemic and everything going on, I don't even know if I got my money back on any of them. Well, and – Not uh, for sure. But, that, but that's, that's, what, that's what we're saying is at least give an effort. Or, okay, say you tried to sign one of those three free agent shortstops. What'd you offer? You want to talk about goodwill to the fans? Tell us, tell us you offered the same amount of money to Angelton Simmons that he got from the Twins. Tell mm-hmm. us you offered two years and say twenty six million to Gregorius, and he signed for two and twenty eight with Philadelphia. Just tell us that. It's a bunch of bullshit. That's why they're not saying anything. The we're interested in bringing Trevor Bauer back. No, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not. 
just say it. Just say he's priced himself out of our range. Okay. He did bail on that one about as soon as Dick Williams left. Oh, yeah. So. I mean, they're, they're probably not even going to give him an offer, let alone. Uh, let me rephrase that. They gave him the qualifying offer of, what, $18.9 million that he rejected. Yeah. That, was, that was their attempt at re-signing him. And believe me, off the field, Trevor Bauer is a complete pile of shit. And I don't like him as a person. But That's true. he's a Cy Young Award winner. And you're, you gave the impression that you were going to try to re-sign him, but you're not. Just be honest. I know that, you know, we, <laughs> this is going to get me in trouble again. We had four years of dishonesty that just ended. Don't take your cue from that. Just be upfront with people. Respect your fan base. Even if you can't just say, okay, we can't spend this money. We have to cut this. We can't even attempt to re-sign Trevor Bauer or to sign one of these free agent shortstops. Just be honest with people. Because right now you're just looking like a bunch of liars. Bob Castellini, when he bought the team, laid out bullet points in a letter to fans slash season ticket holders, blah, 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 of this is what we're going to do. We will bring championship baseball back to Cincinnati. You haven't. You haven't. We will build one of the most respected organizations in baseball. Um, what kind of uh, respect do you have? I mean, other teams respect your ability to not win very much so that they can win. But you talk about respected organizations, you think of, unfortunately, you think of the Cardinals, you think of the Rays and how they run things, you think of uh, the Dodgers, you think of the Braves, you don't think of the Reds in terms of a, a highly respected organization. We'll have greater community presence, I'll give you that, you do. The Reds Community Fund is is excellent, I'll give you that, and that, in it, a similar thing existed before Castellini, but it's a lot better now, so I'll give you that one. We will rekindle the Reds Nation spirit. Right now, that spirit is angry, and we will not rest until you're happy. Nobody's happy right now, Bob. Anyway. Polly, your thoughts. I, I, I tweeted it last night. You know, I'm not sad. I'm not. I'm, I'm. I'm disappointed. You know, I've. I put a lot of heart into his team, and 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 people know that. Like, like my family knows that. My my friends know that. And it's like, and people were like, like text me last night, like, hey, you know, that sucks. You know, I'm like, yep. Like I like you know like I'm just. Not saying I'm done with the Reds, but they have now in my sports fandom. Actually, I don't. I, I could care less what happens to them from here on out. Yeah, it doesn't really inspire a higher level of commitment, does it? No, no. Branch, give me your thoughts. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, kind of building on what Paulie said, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a Reds fan. I'm like Pavlos Rick and 
dog. You know, I, I'll talk with like in this team by opening day, whenever that is. And, but, but something that's changing is, you know, I'm in West Virginia and I'm looking at probably my whole family is probably going to be vaccinated probably by April. And, you know, we're starting to look forward to like maybe a vacation in June or so. Uh, July-ish, maybe August, you know, kind of, kind of trying to be hopeful. And, um, the Reds aren't included in that for once. Usually they are. Where am I at? It's, it's a weird place to be because I was so high on them last year at this time. And now it's kind of like, well, if they're going to be indifferent to me, can I be indifferent to them? Does that make any sense? No, that makes makes perfect perfect sense. sense. Yeah. Branch, I've met so many people like from like at Reds games, and I'm lucky enough like get, has gotten to know know you as a person, and, like just meet these people and like flashes, and they're from out of town, like way out of town, like yourself, you know, from Tennessee, from Lexington, from Louisville, or that come up for every, you know every other weekend to come to like going to a Reds game when when you know we when they can is going to be the first choice they have. Yeah, you know, they're gonna go elsewhere. When you're out of town, and it's really expensive. It is. I get it. I get it. Well, and I don't think you're anywhere near alone in that. That there are people, like you said, from the outer reaches of the Reds fan base. Of it costs. I mean, it it takes a commitment to come to a game. It's not just like somebody who lives in the Cincinnati area. You just, oh, let's go to the game tonight and just run over to the stadium. You've got a plan ahead mm-hmm. to come to a game, and there are thousands of people in your shoes that are probably thinking the same thing of, well, I plan a couple trips, you know, two, three trips or whatever a year to go see a game. I don't think I'm going to do that this year. And, you know, again, that's given hoping that, you know, the COVID situation gets uh, a better handle on things that we have a new president and uh, new ways of, you know, thinking like adults, but w- <laughs> there's, it's just, it's just not the right message to send to your fan base right now of we're not trying. And if you are trying and you're striking out, tell people that, you know, people will accept a whole lot of stuff. If you are just honest with them, maybe we should look forward now of where do the Reds go from here? Because the stated goal of the offseason was to acquire a shortstop. And if the Reds had signed, say, let's say the Reds had signed Didi, people would have shut up about all of the bad stuff right now. People would be a yeah. Giddy. People would be giddy. Yeah. So, okay, you missed out on the three quality free agents. You were not obviously in the Francisco Lindor sweepstakes. You hear the name Trevor Story, and I laugh because he is going to be oh, making God. a ton of money. And I know there are people who complain about his home and road splits. I think he'd do well at Great American Ballpark uh, just because, you know, the you know, right field is a joke. But I think if you're not going to spend money on a free agent shortstop even for a year, you're not going to spend what – I mean, Trevor Story is going to be making what twenty million dollars, something like that. You've got to give up prospects and And pay pay the the money. Simeon's getting just to get him. 
Right. It, so, it makes no sense, you know. So I think you can scratch Trevor's. I mean, that would be, I mean, I'd be fine with that, but they're not going to do it. Uh, they've, they've proven through their actions so far this offseason. Unless that, Colorado pays $8 million of that contract, we don't want nothing to do with Trevor's story. Well, True. And, I mean, look what the Cardinals did. They got basically a Nolan Arenado for free and $50 million. Yeah. Which, don't even get me started on that. But So, I know that John Heyman Nice Shot tweeted the other day that the Reds have asked the Indians about <coughs> Ahmad Rosario, who they just got from the Mets in the Francisco Lindor deal. Now, Rosario was once, I think, a top 15 prospect in all of baseball and has just not put it together at the major league level, both offensively and defensively. He is, you know, people think, oh, he's young, he must be good defensive. No. He's one of those can't-hit, can't-field shortstops right now. Yeah. So, See, I don't mind him. I don't mind him as long as we give, like, Kyle Farmer to get him. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I wouldn't mind him either. Like you said, I'm not, I'm not trading him. I'm not trading him Nick Senzel for him. I can tell you that. No, God, no, no. And, and that's the same problem with the Dames, you know. I mean, he was basically a throw-in in the Lindor deal. Yeah. And I would only pay bargain prices for him. Yes, it would be nice to try to see if you could resuscitate his career because he's still only, I think, 25. And, you know, maybe a change of scenery would help put him put things together, which he just got the change of scenery. But <laughs> I don't know. That would be a better option, depending on what it would cost. But then when you're talking about other trades, I mean, who else who else is out there that would be available for the Reds to trade for? Um, is that, that rumor of the Dames is out there, but that's going to cost you like Molly plus or oh, yeah. Sintel plus. Willie Adonis. It, it, it's going to either or those two, you know, is that a net benefit? Probably not. Trading with the Rays scares me <laughs> because Always. the Rays are so yes. good at it. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know people uh, tried to shit on them for the the trade with the Padres for Snell, but they got some good prospects back. And Dude, the Durham Bulls, which is their Triple A team, is going to have like three or four of the top ten prospects in all of baseball. Oh yeah, you, yeah. I mean, it's just insane. <laughs> so Willie Adamas is expendable to the Rays because of Juan Franco. Is that right? Juan Franco is the shortstop. Um, it will cost you because he is young and hasn't even reached arbitration yet. He's he's kind of iffy with the bat. He's a good defender. Depending on what you would give up for Adamus, I would be on board with him as your number one option at this point in terms of upgrading the shortstop position. Uh, then I would say Rosario is probably number two. Uh, story, I don't even rank because I just don't see it happening. Uh, people have tried to argue Corey Seager from the Dodgers, but, you know, because Gavin Lux makes him expendable, I don't You're see them doing that. I don't see the Dodgers doing that. Go ahead, Paulie. Corey Seager is going to cost you an arm and a leg 
and a right testicle as well. So Corey Corey Seeger is gonna cost you Hunter Green. No. <laughs> and that's a no. I can't do that. Yeah, that's a no. I mean I mean it'll just be honest. Corey Seeger is gonna cost a lot. But other than that, if they strike out yeah. on any of these trades, Kyle Farmer starting shortstop. Whew, I tell you what. Anyway, hey, because we're—I mean, I mean—you can't you can't give up a bunch for somebody like FarmersOnly.com. Yeah. Hey. You can't give up a bunch for like somebody like Corey Seager because you know if this year goes bad and the Reds are sellers at the deadline. You know, I mean, basically, they're starting a rebuild because if they're sellers at the deadline, you might be talking about Castillo being gone, Suarez being gone, seeing what you can get for Mustakas and Castellanos. Right. You know, I mean, it's 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 liable to get real ugly real fast. If they're if they're ten to fifteen under at the deadline, oh my goodness! Oh yeah, it's going to be a fire sale. It's and over. Somebody has to make a decision. They're going to rip the bandaid off and do it. You know. Well, they should have done it right the last time they were going to do a a rebuild, but they kind of did the yeah, half in, half out. Who meddled into that? The owner you did. Remember that? Oh, I'm never trading Billy uh, Billy Hamilton. Mm-hmm. The owner Can did. Somebody remind me what prospects we got for Billy Hamilton? Dick. Yeah. Precisely, so. Dick. So yeah, so that's depressing. Hey, you want to hear? We you you, <laughs> you want to move to another depressing topic? Sure. <laughs> Hold on, let me go get a sharper razor blade. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Major League Baseball gave the Players Association a proposal for the 2020 season, which included delaying the start of spring training by a month, playing 154 regular season games that would extend a week past the original end of the season expanded playoffs like last year and the designated hitter full pay. Now there's a little bit of arguments back and forth that I've seen online between, is it full pay like a full 162 game pay or full pay as in we'll pay you for 154 games as a prorated kind of thing. I don't think that's the big deal. The big deal is the expanded playoffs. The owners are craving the expanded playoffs because what happens when you expand the playoffs, you get more money. More teams make the playoffs means more money for Major League Baseball. The players don't want that because they feel, and as Reds fans, we feel it too, that with more playoff teams means less incentive to add players or to acquire players or to sign players because you can be around 500 and have a shot at the playoffs. I got to say, I side with the players on this one. I I do. I do want the universal DH. I do. I don't want the expanded playoffs. If you, you can still delay the season a month. If you're really concerned about health and safety, which Come on, they're not. But if you're really concerned about the health and safety of the players, you can still delay the season by a month and finish it a week later or even two weeks later and still play your full regular playoff schedule that you were going to play 
the week after the expanded round of the playoffs. This is just the first salvo, I think, in the collective bargaining agreement negotiations at the end of the year that is going to probably end up in either a lockout or a strike. Branch, we'll start with you. Give me your thoughts on Major League Baseball's proposal, which apparently, according to Ken Rosenthal, the players are already basically saying is a no-go. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was a little bit surprised that the owners gave that much. And that made me think that it's probably some sort of trap. Uh, because in, in, in trying to look at it from both sides of, you know, like say I'm an owner, say I'm a player, I'm very hesitant to, to trust that the owners aren't up to something a little bit. I mean, the the – the negotiating play got going in, that the players have going into the next CBA is expanded playoffs. I, I I don't think the DH is, and I think the the because everybody knows the DH is coming, and it doesn't matter whether we have it this year or not. Really, it's coming, and um, they. I think the the owners are trying to make it. Oh well, we we, you know, we've had it two years now. Expanded playoffs is a tradition. And they're going to try to force that and be able to say, hey, remember those great times you had playoffs to, to the fans when they start, you know, when the back and forth over the CBA starts happening and lockouts happen. Oh, it's the, it's the greedy players. It's the greedy players. Uh, they don't want that. But the players got to have something on the, to be able to negotiate the service time bullshit. And I think that's the reason the players are going to reject it. And I, I agree with them. They need to. Because right now, the way the structure is post-steroid is uh, you're not going to get them huge contracts at age 30. It's just not going to happen. Uh, you got to sign those when you're 26. And it really screws over the college guys because they're coming in at 22, 23 before even having a chance, you know. And... Uh, and and the, 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 the players' union's there for the players to make money. They're not there to like be like, oh well, you know, we want to help the owners. They're there for the players to make money and not get screwed. So it's a it's a it's a little bit weird because they did come in. Glad the players are going to reject it, you know, right offhand. Yeah, Paulie, your thoughts. It smells fishy. It smells rotten almost. Like it's like. French, you you brought up a good point where you were you said, or you, or it could be you're like it's going to cause them to like well with expand it's it's a tradition to have expanded playoffs. Remember the time your team was was five hundred baseball team and played well for three weeks and got into the playoffs. You know it's like they could, it could happen to your team. You of a baseball player goes down with that. It just. Uh, I'm I'm happy that the players did it. They're are 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 declining it as well because it shows that they have a backbone. Actually, that they're going to be actually they're going to be organized, and unfortunately, that there is probably going to be a strike next year. And you know, for the third year in a row, we're going to have a weird baseball season. Yep. Yeah, it's uh... age is needed one hundred percent. And I think the DH is going to happen no matter what. I, I don't even think anybody has to give up anything on that. The owners are to the point now to where they don't want they want the DH. 
They don't want to be paying, you know, whatever Trevor Bauer is going to get to have him run the bases. I, you I, know. I tell you who really wants a DH is Nelson Cruz and uh, <clears throat> Marcelo Zuna just out there waiting for somebody to call from the National League. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Totally. They're like, hey, you know, we can we can implement this. Hey. Let's just, uh, you know, half the teams don't want me because of this. <laughs> so, hey, why don't we listen or listen? Why don't we answer yeah. some listener questions? The first comes from Internet Dog Customer Service. <laughs> he asked hashtag oh the hashtag was Kyle Farmer Farmers Only dot com, by the way. Kyle so, Farmers Only You'll never be lonely at Kyle Farmers Only dot com. <laughs> What's sad is I really like Kyle Farmer. He seems like a good guy. I, I agree. Kyle you know. And I know Kyle <laughs> Farmer has been name searching himself on Twitter and liking some not so great tweets about him from people. Not me, you know. I I haven't really insulted him. It's not Kyle Farmer's fault if he's starting no, at shortstop. Not. It's the Reds. He should fault. have a very nice career as a bench player. I have no mm-hmm. problem with Kyle Farmer as your utility backup. You know, can yep. play a lot Me of positions neither. as your twenty-eighth man on the roster or whatever. I am fine yep. with that. He's just not a starting shortstop, but that's not his fault if that's where the Reds put him. Anyway. So, Internet Dog Customer Service asks, hashtag KyleFarmersOnly.com, if the Reds had invested in GameStop stock and sold when it was over three fifty dollars a share, which shortstop would they have not signed while claiming to still not have any of the money? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> we could have maybe gotten one door. <laughs> you know, Bob Castle would have been like... Look, I know I made $3 billion on the GameStop stock, but we lost money last year. <laughs> this is just going to even it out. And then Nick and Kroll will get sent out there to say, well, we had competitive offers out there, and they just didn't accept them. Nick Kroll reminds me of Reek from Game of Thrones, by the way, where he's just, <laughs> he's just been beaten into submission to say and do whatever Bob says. And he's going to be at a press conference one day, and they're going to ask, hey, Nick, what do you think? And he's going to go, I'm Reek. <laughs> I have no penis. <laughs> Nick, if uh, if you've been... Uh, be- My made- sister's queen to the iron Arm. <laughs> Nick, if, if you've been made a eunuch, just, you know... Uh, you know, wink twice with your right eye at the next press conference, so you know we know we'll try to rescue you. I'm really. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Yes, thanks for listening to the podcast, <laughs> Nick Crawl. If you are, you're one of our tens of listeners. So yeah. <laughs> so Kyle Kapler has the next question. He asks hashtag KyleFarmersOnly.com. What is the first thing you'll do once you are able to go to a game at Great American Ballpark? I'm going to wait in line at the mythical Dollar Hot Dog line. <laughs> Yeah, there's no more dollar hot dogs. Not since Marge gave it. And those things were just weird looking. Oh. They looked like they were green. Anyway, first thing you're going to do at Great American, uh, probably buy a beer. And then go walk around, waiting for the game to start, and then go watch the game. What do you think? Buy a, buy a nice, bougie $13 beer. <laughs> They'll probably be $16 by then. Hopefully another <laughs> two ounces will be added to them. Um 
and buy nachos with double cheese and, uh, and extra jalapenos. That'll probably be thirty-five dollars. Yeah, that'll probably be thirty. But it's okay because I'd be at Great American Ballpark. Branch, first thing you'll do. And join that I'm. Yeah, <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought. Uh, I'm going to grab a beer. I'm going to go down over the outfield wall a little bit before the game starts. And I am just going to inhale deeply and smell the grass and the dirt and the ballpark. In the COVID. Give myself a minute and be like, oh, yeah. And again, I'm hoping to be, you know, <laughs> immune from it. Because I'm not going in before I'm not. Uh, and just suck it all in and take it all in. Then go plop my happy ass down and people watch dumbass oh, yeah. Pe- People bit. watching is <laughs> yeah. a choice of great American. Oh man, the people watching yes, is always it great. Is. It's hard. I have a game. I have a game I play. Can I just like oh, I have yeah. a game I used to play? Go ahead. It was um are is she pregnant or not? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, that's fun. And my buddy came up with the rule we were in college and he was like oh, All right. He was like, We can't talk you can't talk to girls if they don't have a beer. And it's like, All right, that's the new rule. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh that's, <laughs> that's awesome. A good one. <laughs> so our our next question is from Richard St. John. He asks hashtag KyleFarmersOnly.com. Okay, so pretend hot dogs don't exist. What becomes your go-to bar ballpark food? My go-to, it seems like all my go-tos are in the right field corner because that's where the fry box is, and then that's the where the like that barbecue place is where you can get the, like the turkey leg. Yeah, and uh, all the you know you can get all the like the barbecue stuff back there, and, and it's okay. It's ballpark barbecue, but the fry box to me is. That's where that's my go-to, and then of course you have you know the nachos that you know the nachos and the helmet thing. But uh, the fry box is my go-to when it, the line is not like fifty people deep. Branch, no hot dogs. What's your ballpark food? Honestly, a beer and peanuts is what I pretty much spend money on in a ballpark. I I like fry box and stuff, but I don't really eat a whole lot in the ballpark. I I, I like beer and peanuts here in Cracker Jacks. Yeah, <laughs> he's a simple man with simple taste. I'm very simple. I, I drink a lot of beer, and you can I can guarantee you if I'm going to a game, I've ate somewhere else outside the stadium before I'm coming in. Yeah, I yeah, mean, you know, I've just I've just dropped two hundred dollars at Yard House or something. So right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean the the food at Great American is okay. Uh, there other stadiums obviously have better food, but. I'm just glad that they've got these. I mean, fry box. I mean, fry box when I take good. my kids, I'm, I'm just I'm just handing out you know money for them to go buy stuff, and fry box is, is definitely excellent. And and you know a good Queen City sausage is always good. You know, a good bratwurst. It's always nice. Now, you know. I'll uh, before before Paulie answers, they the Reds used to really push the whole if you have uh, some kind of group that you're trying to raise money for, come work at our concession stands. And that did not go well yeah. for me because yeah. I remember they had this one thing one time. It was supposed to be like a hot dog wrapped in bacon and like deep fried and then like chili and other stuff put on top of it. And when they handed it to me, I took like two bites of it and threw it away because it was like 
like the bacon was raw and yeah. And I'm like that at that point, I'm like, can we not just have people, if you're going to have these unique food items, have people qualified to cook them, work them, not, you know, Susie, Susie, Joe, Jim, Bob, and you know, Frank <laughs> sitting there. Well, see that that's kind of my thing is, is how good of food are you actually going to get when the qualifications were working is, are you willing to make $7 and whatever, 25 cents an hour? Yes. Okay. You can cook. That, I mean, that's, that's how the decision's made. It's not, how many years of experience do you have in the kitchen? <laughs> right. I mean, if you're going to have these unique food items, at least, at least train the people yeah. to cook them right. Not, you know, oh, you're are trying you to raise. Minimum wage is not a way to, to get to good. Yeah. You're trying to raise money for your church's youth group. Well, come cook this food for people. <laughs> Polly, you command this grill. Yeah. Polly, you're. Here's uh, the thing. Yeah. Here's the thing. I already mentioned the nachos. I would be number one. But if I, I couldn't pick those or a hot dog or I'm a big Red Smoky fan over hot dog anyway. Oh, those, so big, those are Red Smokies. Absolutely. Are, are bomb. Big, they're, uh, they're delicious. Yes. Um, I would go. A soft pretzel with seed oh, in there. Yeah. yeah, that's a good one. I see too. But I mean, like, dude, soft pretzels at a ball game, or is this something else? Or any sport event. It's just in those machines. They're just something else, man. They're just, yeah, they, 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 they totally fuck. Yeah. yeah. Uh, lemon chill from the ballpark is really good too. I, I love say. that shit. They also, don't they have like the strawberry chills now too? Something like that, strawberry. Yeah, and a watermelon chill. Oh, they do. Well, I always get the lemon chill too. Yeah, I would probably go with the watermelon if I ever saw one of them. I've only ever seen the strawberry. Dude, that lemon, that and the lemon, lemon chill will save your ass on a hot August afternoon. Oh yeah, it's it'll come in clutch. You're already like twelve beers deep, and like, oh my god, I gotta cool off. <laughs> <laughs> Branch, you actually asked the next question, which is, where is Joey going to bat in this year's lineup? I can't bat him second right now. I just can't. Not after yeah, last year. Yeah, I wanted to ask a question that had something to do with actual baseball and not the craziness of it. You know, I uh, I'm betting him probably sixth at this point. Yeah, see, that's where I'm at too, mm-hmm. and I think this is going to be a harsh reality come come you know opening day. I, we might not see it opening day, but I think two three weeks we might. Now, if, if for some reason you know he defies Father Time and can turn it back. You know, a couple years and is getting on base a lot. Okay, I can see him moving up, but the way he, the way things went last year, yeah, I, I'm, I can't put him in the top of the lineup. Just can't. Paula, your thoughts? I, I agree with you guys. Like six spot, I was even thinking seven. Just make sure he gets to see some the good pitches he wants to see at least. You know what I mean? Like, just, well. If he's batting seventh, that means how Farmer's batting behind him. <laughs> right. And that's not a lot of speed at the end of the lineup. Yeah, he might be getting on base a lot because they're not going to throw him anything if Kyle Farmer's behind him. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Kyle. If you're listening, I'm sorry. I so, mean, because I mean, right now, I think, I think you know, when Shogo's playing, Shogo's going to be lead off. And I think Senzel will be lead off when Senzel's playing for the most part. Yeah. And then you're probably looking at Castellanos. Suarez Moose can go back and forth, you know, a little bit. I, so, yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing. I don't know. Just, 
it depends on the lineup, but I think it is fifth and sixth. Yeah, fifth and sixth. Okay. But going going speaking along 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 the lines of that, hell, I wouldn't mind seeing blowing up the entire lineup and and where people play and just say, you know, move Gino to second, move Moose to third, you know, move guys that are. Oh god! I don't know why. I have a feeling that maybe like a month into the season when nothing's going right. Yeah. Want me the fucking coach of this fucking team? <laughs> Let me fucking coach and like, or he's gonna quit. I just have a feeling you know that he's gonna quit this right now. Polly was just doing. If you move Sinzel to second, lose to third, and maybe even put Geno back at short or put Sinzel at short or whatever, yeah, defense is going to suck no matter what. But that also unblocks your outfield. That unblocks, unblocks everything. It really does. Let's jump into the Sinzel thing for a second. I know that and, there was – And this whole shortstop stuff is moved. Yeah. I know there was one spring training where Sinzel played short, and they or was it spring training or was it in the minors? And they said he they didn't like no, what they saw. Training, spring training, he played short, and they moved him to second. And they didn't like what they saw. Okay. Suppose that we've never got an answer on what they know, right. what they didn't like or who didn't like it. He didn't well, even there. So he he, he fine. So he grew up. Well, not I'm gonna say grew up, but in, at Tennessee University of Tennessee, he played third base. Third baseman. He played play, third base, he's yeah. played second base and he's played center field and well, basically any outfield position. But he can't play shortstop. Really? You don't. He I is mean, an athletic dude. You're, you're telling me somebody. You know what? With the way he's hitting, with the way he's hitting, if you get that hitting from the shortstop, you're good with it. Yeah. Right. I mean, honestly, it's you're like okay, I'm I'm good I'm good with him being who he has been so far at shortstop. Well, and the other thing to consider would be there's so many defensive shifts now that against left-handed hitters, he, he his range isn't going to matter because he's going to be on the right side of second base. And you'll have the second baseman, you know, basically behind him that if he misses something going to his left, the second baseman's going to get in a overrated shift, I, I I am failing to see w- the problem with trying that again in spring training. Of let's put if you can't, I, I don't either. I don't see any problem. And you, I, I mean, if if everybody else is like me, I want to see Shogo in, in the lineup as much as. Absolutely, I think you know. I think I mean, he, he we had, we didn't we can't take much from last year, but when he got in the groove of leading off. Man, did he just kind of really help that offense out. I think That's the fun. constant Nuffy Spoonie from David Bell really messed with Shogo at the beginning of last year. And like you said, Branch, when he <coughs> was allowed to play the majority of the games in center, he was getting yeah. on base like a crazy man. Like a crazy man. Like just, a crazy just... man. And it wasn't even just like the top, you know, in the beginning of the game. He's doing it again in the fifth inning, and then doing it again in the eighth inning. Right. You know, he was setting the table every time he was. <sighs> well, we'll see. Hopefully, they a good price for him, and he's a good player. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to see him bat. <laughs> I want to see him bat leadoff every game. 
Yeah. I mean, he gets on base when he's in his groove. He gets on base. That's what this team is desperate for is people to get on base. Yeah. So Red Lantern Red Legs ask hashtag KyleFarmersOnly.com. And this one I think is more for me. Build your ideal Metallica set list. All right. Now, here's, yeah, that's you. Now, Paulie, here's the thing. When it comes to your Metallica <laughs> set list, you're going to lean heavy on the first five albums because they're the best of their of their music. You are going to probably have to, for the fans that are coming there, you're going to have to play the classics, the Master of Puppets, the One, the Inner Sandman, uh, Creeping Death, possibly, I think should be played. Uh, I would also, I would, I would lean, for me, I would lean heavily on the Master of Puppets record as a whole because it's my favorite and I think it's their best. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with that. I, Black's really good too, though. Black album's good. The first five albums, that's why I, I say yeah. I lean into the majority of the set list is going to come from Kill Ball, from Ride the Lightning, and Justice for All, or I mean Master Puppets and Justice for All in the Black album. The majority of the set list will come from there. There are some a couple of decent songs on Load and Reload. Uh, I know those cause consternation in the Metallica fan base. The last album, Death Magnetic, uh, or not not Death Magnetic was two albums ago. Uh, Hardwired to Self-Destruct. There are some good songs on there. Um, but the majority would come from the first five with a heavy influence of, on the Master of Puppets album. Disposable Heroes is their most underrated song, and they don't play it live very often. I think it's because Lars struggles to keep up with it now. <laughs> I mean, he's <laughs> he's in his mid fifties, and he, yeah, he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't that good. But uh, I think he struggles with that song. Especially, <laughs> I, just anyway, that's what I would do. Yeah, with my ideal Metallica set list is lean heavy on the first five albums, which they kind of do already. Sprinkle a couple of hardwired self destruct songs in there, and go from there. Supposedly they've started the very early stages of writing their next album, which I mean, they need to get with it. They're going to be in their sixties before you know it, but Hey, ACDC's in their sixties and they just put out a pretty good album. So here's they did. Hey, Coop, I want to add to that question. If y'all don't mind, go for it. Okay. Coop, you're a big guy. Yes. Yeah. You're you're tall too. (laughs) Yes, but I'm very large. So, so you are a major league baseball player. You find yourself being a relief pitcher. You're coming out of the bullpen in the ninth inning. What Metallica song do you want to be playing? See, that's a good question. It's not just which Metallica song, but which part of a Metallica song. I'm going to go yes. probably. Whew, that's that's a fun. I'm probably going to lean towards battery. Uh, okay. The part Fair. after the uh, instrumental beginning. Where the guitars kick in, the yeah, yeah. I would probably go with that. Uh, you can always, you can't go wrong with Master of Puppets, either. See, that's what I was thinking. I was like, okay, Master of Puppets, just because they're just Master of Puppets. I'm pulling your strings. Yeah, twisting your mind, shattering your dream. Anyway, uh, <laughs> blinded by me, you can't like, see. Yeah, it's kind of badass. <laughs> just call my name because yeah. I hear you scream, Master. 
I'm gonna do I'm gonna do like a, a mix actually. I'm gonna do the Metallica song from Spawn, the from the Bell Tolls. Oh, they did that remix. That remix. Out. Yeah. They did that yeah. remix of it. That's what I'm gonna walk out to. That's you know, that's from, not from bad. the bullpen not bad to scare people. Because we were like, Whoa, that's something they're gonna be like, that's a version I never heard. And that's like, you know, I'm like, Yeah, I'm gonna fuck world fuck your world up. I'm gonna fuck world. Or I've always wanted to walk out to uh, Wait and Bleed by Snot. Just people be like, what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> I felt the air rise up in me. Kneel down, clear the stone of leaves. I walk around where you can't see inside, but you I want to play. <laughs> Sorry. That's a good song. I like Snot. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Obscure Former Reds has a couple questions here. Hashtag KyleFarmersOnly.com. He, it's a it's a multiple choice questions. More twenty one. Try that again. More twenty twenty one outfield appearances. Aquino or Peyton? I'm gonna go with Aquino because if Peyton has even more than one, I'm gonna lose my shit. <laughs> Polly. I'm gonna say Aquino. Aquino. Everybody goes to agreement there. Okay. Shortstop appearances. Blandino, Farmer, or someone not on the roster. More appearances. Blandino. Branch. I don't know. Who's that guy they just picked up yesterday? Like Kyle Holder, Holder, I think. Yeah. Yeah. He sucks. All right. Holder is 26. And has never played above double A. I don't know. Blandino, Blandino doesn't bother me. He's never been nothing with the bat, but you know, I, okay, I'll say Blandino has more relief appearances than <laughs> times that, short, that matter than times at shortstop. I got you. Hey, if you check out his ERA, man, I mean, seriously, <laughs> I'm going to be hopeful for a change and say someone not on the roster because I just can't believe that they would go into the season with Kyle Farmer as their starting shortstop. I just can't. Yeah. I just refuse to believe that they think that's a good idea. And finally, game started. Go ahead. Second baseman. Yeah. That's what he's there for. So, game started. uh, Jose De Leon or Wade Miley? It's tough. De Leon. De Leon. He has apparently been tearing it up in Winterball. Yeah. Down in the Caribbean. I'm going to say De Leon, too. I think Miley's going straight to the bullpen, honestly. I think Wade Miley. He's going to kill us against the Cubs because we have. Yeah. If Miley's in the pen. I think Wade Miley was a terrible signing to begin with, and so I'm going to go with DeLeon. Uh, Wade Miley just doesn't have it anymore. Uh, o to the Reds 2020 World Series. 2021 World Series, I'm sorry. KyleFarmersOnly.com. Choose one for opening day. Kyle Farmer, Jose Garcia, Jonathan India, Paul Yanish, or Jerry Gill? <laughs> Shit. Jonathan India, for some reason, I feel like... I feel like the fans are really down on him. And I feel like it's going to be hard for him to get a real shot. So, obviously, Kyle Farmer. <laughs> um, what do you think, Polly? Um, I didn't hear the question all the way, to be honest with you. Opening day shortstop. Kyle Farmer, Jose Garcia, Jonathan India, Paul Yanish, or Jerry Gill. I'd rather see, gosh, 
I would love to see Jonathan India, but I agree with you. He's not going to get his chance. Uh, just like any high draft pick that the Reds have had in the last few years, they're not going to get a chance. Yeah. Farmer. Oh. Farmer. Branch. All right. Jonathan India was a shitty draft pick. He's not that good. Uh, <laughs> he's good. We're going to be talking about him like Kyle Farmer here real soon. I'm going to say Kyle Farmer. Oh, damn it. Greg Borchers has a question. Uh, he asks, who is more insufferable? Brown-nosing Cincinnati media calling out fans for being mad about the offseason or Reds fans who actually want hashtag KyleFarmersOnly.com to be the shortstop? Okay, so... Oh, that's a hell of a cross-section right there, isn't it? <laughs> this is a tough one because... Damn. There's going to be a segment of the fan base who, when the Reds try to do the spin on Kyle Farmer, are going to buy it. One, don't buy it. Kyle Farmer, I'm sure, volunteers at his church and everything and is a good godly man, but he's terrible. Now, the brown-nosing media. I'm going to exclude C. Trent from this because I really respect his work. Yeah. Outside of Sea Trent, yeah, there is a tendency to not ruffle the feathers when it comes to the regular Reds media. And I'm not saying that they are complete shills or are, you know, terrible journalists. I'm saying that I think with the way the Reds handle their media through their media relations department that asking tough questions or ruffling feathers gets you less access to players. And that's not, I think the way it should be, but I think that's the way it is. And why you see, I don't want to say kid gloves, but you don't see a lot of, scrutiny from the Reds about the Reds. I mean, uh, Paulie, your thoughts on that. I agree with you. I mean, you said it the best way, probably 100%. That's wow. (laughs) (laughs) I've just, I've just heard too many stories about certain things of when it comes to media relations with the Reds that you either do it our way or you just don't get your story. I hope I'm wrong. I hope a lot of those stories were exaggerated, but that's, and I've heard that from multiple people. That's not, and I'm sounding like I have sources, but (laughs) I've heard from people who have dealt with the Reds media relations that it was just say, it's not the easiest thing to do. And I mean, on one hand, I kind of get it. You're, you're the, you're the Reds. You're trying to, you know, protect your players, their reputations, all that. But it, I get the feeling it's a little overbearing at times. Branch. Oh, yeah. I feel great to answer this question. <laughs> Fuck Mark Sheldon. Uh, he's a piece of shit hack that just <laughs> posts what the Reds media department put. He doesn't work. I don't think he's had a coherent thought in probably – 
10 years that mattered with uh p doc is fucking abominable oh p doc is the worst is so fucking bad it's horrendous paul doherty um, is the fucking worst we are so blessed oh. to have c trent c trent's amazing covering the reds and i'm scared to death that he's going to get taken by a bigger market um yeah and the next after c trent this is the sad thing about the reporters that cover the reds the next test ones are two dudes that aren't even in the fucking press pool. It's Chad Dotson and Doug Gray. <laughs> Doug Gray, who and and, and, and he can't get shout presidential. To shout to Doug. Yeah, you know, I mean, that's what's that was truly, truly sad. And I mean, I know whatever Faye was good at once upon a time, and you know, Nightingale is Bobby Nightingale. I, I just water. Here, here's the thing with Bobby Nightingale, real quick. Don't turn into your dad, please. For God's sakes, don't turn into yeah. your dad. <laughs> but, I mean, it's, it's just like he's treading water until something better comes along. You know, I mean, he, he almost does his job, kind of, but I, not really. I A lot of people. <laughs> but at least, he doesn't, at least he doesn't just sell in like Sheldon does. A lot of people accuse Mark Sheldon of just carrying the water. And Oh, God, he's there's, so There's bad. some evidence that backs that up. <laughs> Um, well, well, yeah, because whatever he prints comes out as a press release ten minutes later. Yeah, <laughs> so he's horrible. He's horrible. So what you're saying is we probably shouldn't try to get him as a guest on the podcast then. No, uh, dude, I got him blocked on fucking Twitter. I can't stand to look at his dribble. I got you. So, <laughs> and 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 you know, and and Mo does good articles when he goes to the athletic. You know, and I got to give a shout out to Mo. Shout out to Mo because, you know, and and then there's Lance, yeah, who's not really a writer. Started on that, but Lance Lance's whole thing is, it you know basically if somebody says the sky is blue, he's like, shut the fuck up, Lance. You're not on Meet the Press. You know, he thinks he's chucked hot or something. <laughs> Whatever you stupid. said, it it just broke up and it's, <laughs> it went from yeah. if he says the sky is blue. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I said I said the sky's blue and he'll say, No, the sky's purple. Because that that's mm. that's 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 what Lance does. And Lance, Lance is annoying. Yeah. So, anyway, those are my personal opinions. Anyway. They do yeah. not reflect the opinions of the Hunt for Reds October I mean, podcast. I mean some of them do. <laughs> <laughs> so our next question comes from Brian Simpson at Brian Son of Simp. That's, that's Fuck Mark Selby. Yeah, fucking Mark. And Chris Oakey. Yep. And Chris Oakey, yeah. Shout out to Ryan. Uh, shout out to Ram, too, at Uncle Ram. So Brian Simpson asks, hashtag KyleFarmersOnly.com. Hey, Coop, Bonds, Clemens, etc. are cheaters. Schilling equals despicable douchebag. I get why Bonds, Clemens, etc. have been denied thus far into the Hall of Fame, but are we good with players who would be in being denied because they are loathsome shitheads in their personal lives? I think it's a case-by-case basis, in my opinion, on keeping a person out because of them being a dirty, shithead, piece-of-shit human being. To me, Kurt Schilling goes above and beyond being just a trash human being. I'm actually okay with keeping Kurt Schilling out. If you're, if you're using the logic of keeping Barry Bonds out and Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa and the quote-unquote steroids cheaters, if you're going to keep them them out if you're going to hold them to that level of scrutiny i think it's okay to leave people like pete rose and kurt schilling out if you're gonna if you're gonna 
paint that broad brush, paint everybody the same. Don't just say, well, you know, it wasn't on the field. Well, Pete Rose's stuff wasn't on the field either, and he's not in the Hall of Fame. And I, again, I'm not trying to compare the two. I'm just saying, if you're going to hold the standard of these people cheated, I might not have evidence of it, but these people cheated. I'm going to keep them out of the Hall of Fame. But here is a noted piece of shit who has son said and done racist things. Like, And I'm speaking of Kurt Schilling. He's been racist. He's been sexist. He torpedoed a business that you know cost people millions of dollars. If you're going to keep those people out, the other people out, I'm okay with keeping people like Kurt Schilling out. Now, on the flip side, David Ortiz is a known cheat. David Ortiz is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Why? Because he was nice to the media. Branch, you go first on this one. Okay, uh, yeah. Um, no, Schilling's not in. I would probably let in uh, because he's, quite frankly, the best baseball player I've ever seen play. Um, yeah, I might have been enhanced, but he was still – everybody else, too, and he was still the best. Um, Clemens gets into because of that my problem with uh kurt is i can't allow kurt in my head to be in the same room as hank Aaron. i i just can't do it 100 i'm with you 100 on that just me to even think about it that, that that they would even be in the same room with hank Aaron and roberto clement and jackie robinson it's just I can't allow my head to to make to make the to land that plane and let that happen, you know, because it, it doesn't need to happen. It's 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 two two huge ends of the spectrum there. Right. Know? I mean, when when you're talking about that, instead of landing the plane, it's like crashing into the side of a building. Never mind. I'm sorry. Um, that's not even. You know, that's the first time. Branch, that's the first. Like, thank you for like. That's the first time I even thought about that. You know what I mean? It was like. I even think about that scenario because I, the person that he is, you know, like what the what does that say to what does that say to everyone if you let Kurt Schilling into a baseball Hall of Fame? You know what I mean, like that, you know, because uh, wow, thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, when you think of it that way, yeah. Now, I know I brought up Pete Rose, and people are going to start, you know cranking their hogs over on the west side about it but pete rose is not in the fame because of pete rose if kurt schilling does not get in the hall of fame it's because of kurt schilling that is it that is it that is true i mean you can blame whoever but those people are responsible for their own actions when it comes to that now granted we're not sure if kurt schilling you know diddled in the kids like roger clemens and pete rose but you know Anyway, last question, and it's not really a question. It comes from Stephen Offenbaker, who is the host of the Reds Alert podcast. Uh, go listen to them. They get He gets some guests now, I'm telling you. True or false, Coop is the only real answer for the Reds at shortstop. I mean, come on now. I mean, there's not there's not a whole lot of physical specimens like your boy here can do that. He's available. God knows he has nothing else to do. Fuck you, Steve. Uh, he would cover a lot of ground, namely all the dirt from the five and a half hole to the second base bag. Yes, I'm fat. Thank you. 
and he would cost his his cost would be a nineteen nineteen hat and a private shitter at Great American Ballpark. All right, now Stephen, listen here. The private shitter at Great American would be amazing. I would play shortstop for the Cincinnati Reds <laughs> for the private shitter. You had me yeah. at private shitter. I will cleats for private shitter. I mean, you don't you don't use the family bathroom. <laughs> well. But there's families that go in there. That's the thing. I don't want to make a kid oh, cry Coop. again. Coop, I'm, I'm, that's. <laughs> the family bathroom is clutch. I'm and not going to lie. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be 100% honest with you. I've not heard that story entirely. So we'll have to say that for another time. Um, But I use the family restaurant to great America because I'm usually wasted. And I'm like, I don't care. I'm going to go. <laughs> Use the bathroom. Now, now the, I want to use the bathroom. The family ones, I mean, they've got the little toilet for the kids, so the little kids can, you know, they mess up the little toilet. But the big one usually is just the adults that, you know, if they're if they're there with their family, that means they're probably somewhat responsible so that they're, you know, not dirty hippies, you know. And so they're not going to just, you know, piss all over the toilet seat like the, the normal stalls in the normal bathrooms or, you know, get shit on it or whatever. Now, but the private shitter, you had me at private shitter, Steve. If you could arrange it, and now I'm talking to the Reds now, because I know they listen. Shout out to the Reds. Get me a private shitter, and you'll see me dozens of times a year at Great American Ballpark. <laughs> dozens. If I put a little hey, team, yeah, yeah. If you get a private shitter at Great American, mm-hmm. I will not get a shitter. But can I go in there and smoke? You can visit, yes. And I will leave. <laughs> because if but I it's, won't leave the ballpark. Well, if it's for me, there's got to be an advanced air filtration system in there. <laughs> so what? here's what you do, Reds, if you're listening. It doesn't even have to be like a massive, you know, huge bathroom. Just like kind of a room with a toilet and a sink. Because i got to wash my hands. I'm clean. But, you know, put a little TV in there so that if the game's still going on, I have to drop a deuce. I don't have to try to hold it the whole time before I can get home. Uh, I can, you know, you know, watch whatever while I'm doing, you know, doing the thing. Advanced air filtration so that it doesn't, you know, knock somebody out who might come to try to clean it up. Or, you know, like Branch wants to, you know, smoke. Well, you know, we'll let that slide. But that way, you know, all the smoke is gone and nobody, you know, causes a fuss or whatever. Uh, if you can get that done by the start of the season when fans are coming back, that would be great. Um, but I'm willing. Wow, my voice is. Um, <laughs> I'm willing to, you know, if you want to put it at like the far reaches of the stadium, you know, away from most people, that's fine. I can walk. I don't have to have it on in like the main concourse or anything. You can just put it, you know, back in the corner, you know, down a flight of steps or something where people don't see it. I'm okay with that. Let's just get on this. I'll stop asking for the hat if you do that. Uh, Bill had a question, but he mentioned Barstool, and I can't stand Barstool, so I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> so that will about wrap up this edition of the podcast. Uh, we'll go around here and uh, have everybody's final thoughts. And here's the thing, Paulie, what's your final thoughts? Here's the thing. I guess I'm going to keep the faith, and so should all you Reds fans, but I'm not going to give them a lot of money this year. <laughs> Sign a shortstop or face the peril of Paulie. 
The right. Poly. Yeah. <laughs> the barrel of poly. I might start protesting in front of Great American Ballpark to get Bob out of there. Silver team, Bob. Silver team, Uncle Bob. We can get uh, one of those sky riders to like ride it and smoke above Great American Ballpark. Oh. I know or, some people. I know some. I know some. You got, you got some connections, things, uh, or you know the people that guys. You, that tow the banners. You can tow one that says "Bob sell the team, you jackass." Oh, that's pretty long. It might we might have to shorting a little bit because that'd be a long ass banner. You know, I don't want the plane to crash or anything. I mean, again, we, we keep talking about planes and crashing, but um, have a banner fly around the ballpark on opening day of "Bob sell, Bob sell," <laughs> just circles. See how long before. Oh man! But if you know a guy, I mean, we can we can get some funds together if we can, you know. I think we could get some funds together. We could get some funds together. You're right. I mean, we know people who know people. We can get some funds. I mean, we can have we have Callie just tweeted out, and uh, we'd probably get thousands. <laughs> Shout out to Callie. Branch, your final thoughts. Okay. <laughs> Beer is good. Beer is good. Mark Sheldon, Mark Sheldon sucks ass. Quit follow on him. That's all I got. That's all you got. All right. Uh, my final thoughts. Um, head to the Cincy Sports Gallery to get all of your Reds memorabilia needs. Um, they just had Davey Concepcion in, did a, did a signing. This is no bullshit. Davey Concepcion has one of the best signatures you'll ever look at. I don't know what it is Dude, about his signature. Dude, that dude's awesome. He, yeah, Davey, Davey is awesome. If you um, ever get a chance to meet him, he is such a great guy. And that's refreshing to, you know, your baseball heroes being great people because that's not always the case. Yeah. I'm just saying. Uh, but, yeah, for some reason, Davey's autograph just, like, wow. I, I Every time I see it, I'm like, wow, he really puts some effort into it. It's not just a couple of scribbles, you know. Anyway. Go there, get your get your Davy Concepcion stuff, get your Reds memorabilia. Uh, still uh, working on the UK section, uh, but yeah. So for Polly and Branch, this is Coop saying we will talk to you later. A little postscript here: we forgot to mention Chad Dotson, the host of Red Leg Nation Radio. Uh, shout out to Chad. He unfortunately lost his special election to be uh, was it a representative in Virginia. I think it was a Virginia state senator. State senator. What, however yeah. they do it in Virginia. He lost the yeah. election. Um, sorry, Chad. Uh, you know, we all those absentee ballots that I took from that truck to fill out in your name, I, I swore <laughs> I turned them in. I don't know what happened there. I uh, There was this this box that said Dominion on there. I, I, I pushed some <laughs> buttons in there. And, I was hoping that would turn things in your favor, but I, I, I mean, we tried, we tried, buddy. I'm sorry. I was rooting for you, Chad. I really was. Yeah, we were rooting for you because we need more Reds fans in government, represent, representing our interests. Um, so, <laughs> so yeah, sorry, Chad. Um, we tried, but you know that's how the cookie crumbles. Paula, your thoughts. I, I, you tried. Congrats. Sorry. <laughs> you tried, and that's the important thing. Uh, no, but seriously, sorry, Chad. We we were rooting for you, but you know those damn Virginians. It's probably it's some. A common one. 
probably some Marjorie Taylor Green person that took your seat, and I'm sorry about that uh, because she's a cunt. And we will talk to you all next week. Cincinnati, Ohio.